0: Hey, everyone. I'm Dr. Kelly Starrett.
1: And I'm Juliette Starrett.
0: And you're listening to The Ready State Podcast.
1: You got it. You better stop it. Mm. This episode of The Ready State Podcast is sponsored by Element.
0: When we look at the pillars of sort of baseline performance, the things that we build, the house, the foundation upon which we build the house, hydration is one of those things. One of the things we notice is that when there's a good idea It's adopted, not just because it's popular and it's super trendy. Not
1: because it's trendy and hip, but because it
0: works. Well, when people's lives or their reputations or livelihoods are on the line, we sort of start to see inputs and outputs matter more. Like people do what works. And guess who takes Element?
1: Uh, You tell me.
0: Uh, they sponsor Olympians. They work in NFL. They work in NBA, the NHL. And I love that they're, that these teams put their money on the line, right? Their reputations on the line, Their the athletes' performance on the line. And this is a salt packet. We're not talking about some crazy gimmick, red light, sauna, vibration tube. This is, do our athletes right. drink more water?
1: Making sure our athletes are properly hydrated. Yeah,
0: and what we see is these athletes and coaches often track performance and recovery. And so when we start to see this kind of behavior adopted by our high performers, we want to ask what's going on and kind of give them some of that.
1: If you want to get some Element right now, you can order a sample pack for just the price of shipping, which is $5 in the US. Their sample packs include eight packets so you can try each of their eight flavors. Go to the slash free Element. That's free L-M-N-T to check it out. This episode of The Ready State is brought to you by Virtual Mobility Coach. This may sound crazy, but last year, I kind of tried to clone my husband. Awesome. Only kind of, though. You see, Kelly gets dozens of requests every day for help. And even though he wants to give everyone his personal attention, there just aren't enough hours in the day. So I typed in how to clone a human being into Google. Just kidding. But in seriousness, what we did do was create our Virtual Mobility Coach platform. It's like having a virtual Kelly Star ad in your pocket. Which
0: obviously everyone needs. I mean, that's right. I personally create over 600 mobility protocols for the Virtual Mobility Coach. So the platform can help you with almost any movement problem imaginable. For example, let's say you're in pain. The VMC will show you a diagram of the human body. All you have to do is click where it hurts. And from there, we'll serve you up a customized pain prescription we call Mobility RX. The Virtual Mobility Coach can also help you warm up and cool down when you exercise. Every day, we provide fresh pre- and post-workout mobilizations for more than four dozen sports and movements. Plus, on your days off, we even have a video called Daily Maintenance to help you relax and recover so you can get back 100% in record time.
1: And Best of all, right now you can try Virtual Mobility Coach free for two whole weeks. So you can check out everything it has to offer without paying a penny. Claim your free 14-day trial of Virtual Mobility Coach now. Go to thereadystate.com slash free trial. That's com slash free trial. And we'll see you inside.
0: On this episode of the Ready State Podcast, we are excited to bring you a conversation with Dan Clark, the CEO of Brain.fm. We've known about Brain.fm for a hot minute, and it's actually part of our lives, and it's been part of our business. And so I'm excited to bring this interesting conversation about sort of the frontiers of some neuroscience to you. Dan Clark, CEO, previously worked as a website and app developer as a kid. His story there is kind of bonkers. He ended up switching careers from building an advertising agency when he came across Brain.fm. In his first session, he bought an account was so excited after a week of use, he decided he needed to be part of the company. How's that? After calling 12 times, he finally landed a job and worked the first month for free. Fast forward to the present day, and Dan's now the CEO of Brain.fm and has been included in the Forbes 30 Under 30 in 2019. He's always excited about how technology can change the world, and you will hear that in today's conversation. Also, stay tuned after the episode because Brain.fm has created a little uh, listening experience for you. You don't have to do anything else other than just hang tough and go for a ride and see for yourself. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. We certainly did.
1: Dan Clark, welcome to the Ready State Podcast. Thanks for having me. So, uh, we've got a lot to talk about today, but could you just give us a little backstory about your life professionally and even personally? Just a little bit of like, how did you get to where you are now? And then we'll start talking about your awesome work at Brain FM.
2: Yeah, happy to. So, I started martial arts when I was 11. And I know we're starting early, but there's a reason for this. So, when I was younger, I was picked on, I was bullied, I was overweight. And martial arts really was a vehicle that transformed me into a leader, into a black belt. And then I started teaching kids that. And for the longest time, I thought I was going to open up a martial arts school. At the same time, I made my first website when I was 13 and was kind of playing around with that and made my academy school uh, a website or my dojo, I guess, their first website. And they went from getting 20 leads a month to 120 leads a month. Right?
1: <laughs> just by having a website. Your just, kung fu is strong. By doing nothing else but just having a website.
2: Yeah. And th- this is when, the, you know, the early websites were around, right? When everyone was transforming their businesses by going online. And before long, I was making actually websites for all of his friends. And when I was 17, I was making more money than my parents, dropped out of high school, and was like, maybe I should do something else. I really liked doing that because I was able to help really more people get involved in martial arts. And again, as a vehicle to make them their best self, right? Kept doing that. At 20, I was burned out, actually sold that business, started traveling the world and wanted to come back and see if I was lucky or if I could do it again. And found Mm. out before long that I could take businesses from different sizes and bring them online, automate their business and really help them scale. And I kept doing that over and over again, started working with more complex businesses and always use technology to really grow and scale. Before long, though, I, I eventually found myself in the position where I was a digital director of a company and I was selling large advertising contracts and I got away from helping people. I was just starting to help sell things, you know, really was part from my path and my mission that I, I really wanted in life. I actually had a near life or death situation which a, for another podcast and I remember saying this is not what I am here for. I want to help people and how do I get back to my roots? And then that's when I actually discovered Brain FM. So, I remember always being in, interested in flow state what we call now and I would put different kinds of things, I tried different nootropics which are different kinds of like vitamins and stuff that you can take and was always found that I had to work between 10 p.m. and 4 a.m. because I could work double the effectiveness. And when I tried BrainFM for the first time, it was around noon, and I found that I could activate my flow state whenever I wanted to. Basically called the company up, and I said, hey, listen, I will work for free. (laughs) I will do anything. I just want to be part of this rocket ship. And I ended up working for free, ended up coming over and, and leading the tech team, becoming CEO, and then buying the company. So it's been a wild ride, but the whole time actually has been from this main mission of how can we use technology to help people all around the world, no matter what language you speak and who you are, to be the best version of yourself on demand.
1: So if you don't want to tell the story, it would be fine and you can pass. <laughs> sure. But And you said it was for another podcast, but I would love to hear about your near life or death situation if you're willing to share.
2: Yeah, so I usually have a rule that I don't say that unless it's over drinks with someone, but I'll give you the <laughs> highlight. And the highlight was I was staring down the barrel of a gun and someone pointed at that on my face and I was like, okay, this is it. And it didn't have the li- my life flash before my eyes. I had, really? I was like upset that this is the way I die. Like this is the stupidest way, right? And I looked at my life and I said, I feel like I had so much more to give to the world and to help people. And then I still wasn't dead. And then I was like, all right, well, now it is. And I, spoiler, I, I ended up living, right? <laughs> but it, you're still with us. <laughs> yeah, right. Or at least I hope I am, right? We're not dreaming. It made me really reevaluate and say, hey, how can I just add, add as much energy to this system and to this world? Because I'm really fortunate enough to be able to be where I am. And uh, how can I you know, use those things that I've, I've had the privilege and really accelerate that to be able to help more people that may or may not have the same privileges that I've had. So
0: full disclosure, so everyone's listening, I have been using Brain.fm for a long time. I don't even know if my Brain.fm awareness predates your brain time at Brain.fm, but I came to Brain.fm because they sponsored an early iteration of Brain.fm, sponsored a podcast by Kyle Kingsbury. And for being on Kyle's podcast I got a lifetime subscription to brain FM. And I was like, "Mm, I know what this is kind of binaural beats. I'm like, Oh, it's interesting. And the first time I put it on, my face got hot. My hands got hot. And I was like a shark riding some rails of like with a laser beam. And I was like, what is this? And, I nerded out. One of the reasons the three of us became friends is that you and I we were at a dinner at a conference, mm-hmm. and someone's like, "Oh, this is the CEO of Brain FM." And I sat down and just nerded out with you. I was like a fanboy, and you're like, "Whoa, who is this guy?" <laughs> like he is. Like Brain FM today is still on my front page of my phone.
2: That means a lot. Thank you.
1: Yeah. So I don't know if there's a question in that. <laughs> no, I'll I just wanted to one. let everyone know that this is. One. Yeah, I love this yeah, story. I mean, and same like across the whole company of the Ready State, we're all gigantic fans of Brain FM and actually use it. There's a chance that maybe Kelly has a little a d h d going on somewhere in there, and maybe it helps a bit with that, and we can talk about that more later, sure, but um <laughs> but tell me a little bit, so you know you gave the overview, you know you came in, started working there for free, bought the company, but tell people who've never heard of brain f m or functional music what is it? How does it work? Yeah, give us the whole backstory,
2: yeah, sure, so brain f m we create functional music to help people focus, relax, and sleep better. The way it works is. We create rhythmic pulses in the music that ma- basically match different kinds of mental states that we're in and help your brain switch from a resting state or a maybe overstressed state or maybe even bored to the mental state you're looking for. We can get into the deep levels of neuroscience in a second, but from an abstract point of view, you can kind of think of your brain as something that oscillates, moves, right? And that's how it communicates. And if you're trying to focus, your brain has to move a little bit faster, right? And if you're trying to relax or sleep, it sometimes has to calm down and slow down. And again, this isn't the exact neuroscience, we'll get into that. But from a high level, brain F M is really this tool that you can use that works in less than five minutes and helps switch your state and feel the effects. And it works as long as you're actually listening to the music.
1: So I imagine there could be some skeptical people out there who hear the word functional music and are like, what? Yep. What are we even talking about? But what I know and what you know It's tactical is, music. Yeah. I said to be honest. Like
0: you this is not but
1: you know what I know and you know is that there is a lot of legitimate science to support this working and actually having the effect that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've had research grants funded. So I think we may as well just get into the weeds on the deep science and you can tell us a little bit or a lot about what's going on there.
2: Yeah. So let's start first with saying I was actually skeptical the first time I used it, to be fair. I've tried the other functional music, the isochronic tones, the binaural beats, and I thought this was just the same thing. And after trying it and getting the same effects that Kelly got, I was like, what is this thing? And dug into the science, learned as much as I could and go, oh, this is different. So kind of. Backing up first, functional music has always been around, right? Before binaural beats and isochronic tones, which I keep referencing, we'll get into that. Functional music has actually been around kind of why music was made in the beginning. So, in every single culture, you have music, and music was a center point for ceremonies and for different kinds of gatherings. If you look and you kind of use that and keep moving forward, from religious ceremonies, it actually is like war. So war drums, boom, boom, boom. And as it evolved and grew, the function started turning from actually exhibiting and creating a result for more of an art form for expression and for emotional function, right? And now today, music has turned into a lot of different things, but music is actually specifically created to grab your attention, to be enjoyable. And those things, while are pleasing to our ears and to our, the different kinds of environments that we're in, they're not always necessarily made for function like they used to be. So we're really trying to take the stuff that I've done in the past and people have been doing for thousands of years and mirroring that with bleeding edge auditory neuroscience where we're looking at how different parts of the music interact with the different kinds of parts of your brain and what effects they elicit. So if we go across the, the, and we keep going on the functional music, in the 70s, binaural beats were created. And for listeners that don't know, binaural beats is basically when you play one frequency in one ear, and another in another, uh, another and in your brainstem, they combine, and they create an amplitude or a difference. And what happens is through a process of entrainment, they basically spread throughout your brain through electrical impulses. And if you look at that, a lot of people have amazing experiences on binaural beats, but in science literature, there's not a lot of support to show that the effects are measurable, especially long-term. And that's, that's really, it's like a good start, but it's actually a start. If you look at the science and why it's happening, the reason is because in your brainstem, it's kind of like one of the ancient parts of our brain. It has a very low resolution of the things that can change and how it can interact with your prefrontal cortex or the more advanced parts of your brain in the front and it's again not as effective. Brain FM what we've done is something a little bit different. So we call it neural phase locking. It's actually instead of an, a binaural it's actually monaural we're combining it in the music itself and through the properties that we do of amplitude modulation where instead of modulate modulating frequency we're modulating the amplitude of the music. That sounds kind of like almost like a helicopter, if you think about it, on, off, on, off, on, off. And what we do is we disguise that as the music, and as you're listening to it, instead of entraining your brain stem, it actually bypasses that and goes right to the functional networks of your brain, the higher uh, functions, which allows us to have a greater resolution, a faster effect, and more long-term results that can be measured in blood flow, which is through fMRI, uh, EEG, which are electrical impulses from your brain, and actually like video game and psychological tests that we put a lot of energy and effort to really measure and make sure it's successful. So I'm going to pause there. It's a lot of science. It's only like a tenth of it. But I, I want to see you know if there's any things that we want to connect to or point at.
0: But, you know, I think one of the things that people can relate to is music is happening in movies in the background all the time. You're being constantly manipulated with sound. Mm-hmm just watch a horror movie without the the soundtrack and you're like, it's not really that scary. Mm-hmm. That werewolf is kind of like, I just hear the door slamming in the background. It's not the same thing. So I'm, I think people can relate to that. The second piece is that I often found, have found... I cannot get any work done with music. I need silence. Mm -hmm. And when I first kind of popped this in, I was like, oh boy, here we go. Like, I'm going to be sort of distracted. And what I found was that I wasn't distracted at all. In fact, this is a story I don't think you know, and I don't know if you know or not. When I was training for my first Molokai crossing... I actually called you guys and said, can I have some downloaded MP3s so that I, because I won't have service. Mm -hmm. And you guys sent me five hours of music and that's what I trained with. I would put on the Brain FM into my little like iPod mini and I would just follow the kind of get into this flow state and do like freakish amounts in two and three hour paddles. And I'd just be like, whoa, I just time traveled. What happened? It was really, it was amazing. But the work et cetera, I never found it to be distracting. Sometimes I just don't like to listen to music while I'm working out because I can't hear, I can't feel. I'm just, it just doesn't work. What I found was this allowed me and still allows me to just tune out everything else and hyper-focus.
2: Yeah, so aside from all the patents and the, those deep science that we we're talking about, another thing that we really spend a lot of time on is parts of the music that aren't patentable, right? The things that we've always been doing. So what genres of music affect people, right? There's a thing called salience, which is the difference between sounds. So a loud clang, for example, it takes your attention. And what we do is we do uh, large-scale testing with people to see what knobs make the most different. Like, what is the optimal level of enjoyment to boring, right? Like, we're actually trying to make music that you enjoy listening to. But as you listen to it, kind of like melds into the background because it's just good enough not to be boring, but not too stimulating too. The way I kind of think about it is kind of how we've you know, we evolved, right? So if you are walking through the forest and hear a crunch, right? That's a very large salience event. And you're like, holy crap, there's a tiger that's coming to eat me, right? I got to run away. So from the way our brains are wired, they're actually built for detecting sound. And what's really interesting is that your ears are just as sophisticated as your eyes they take 3d sound and space and they basically put it into an analog 2d system and we're able to see and then locate where places you know where sound is so suffice to say that we have a lot of different testing to see like what is the optimal music to listen to and then how can we add the science on top of it to really make an experience that gives those the results that you're looking for
1: So my question is just sort of back to a couple things we've talked about, but does this work better for some people versus others or in some situations versus others? And let me give you three examples just of the three of us sitting at the table. Sure. Lisa, for example, it's an ongoing thing we have who's our producer. You can't see her is a night owl mm-hmm. and she's a tried and true night owl. It sounds like maybe you started off as a night owl and then were able to actually focus during the day with Brain FM. So like, is that a use case? Kelly may have a little bit of monkey brain going on. Is that sort of a use case for focus? The thing that I find it the most useful for is I'm like the worst napper of all time. Like I want to nap. I want to like learn how to nap but I have like a crazy monkey brain when I lay down to nap and I can't ever fall asleep. So I love to use it to like take a 20 or 30 minute nap in the afternoon. Like that's the way I like to use it. Mm-hmm. But do you find that it sort of like slots into, it is useful for certain people for certain things or is it universally useful? Like what do you see?
2: So many things from those three questions. So... There's some things that we are seeing in science and there's some things that are speculative. So we actually have a paper in Review in Nature right now. Kelly, I think I actually sent that the pre-publication to you. And we're actually seeing that people that have a spectrum of ADHD, we can actually really enhance their focus and help them concentrating, right? That science that we've talked about, those amplitude modulations, we actually can control. So we can put a little bit of power on there or we can put a ton depending on where you are. So we're actually finding from this paper that if we learn more about you, we can personalize the exact science to what you need in that moment. And that's actually the next level of our product. So we're gonna start working on some quizzes to learn more about you, but actually getting feedback on how it interacts with your body. If we do an Apple Watch or a Whoop or you know, a Ring, and actually change the music and personalize it to what you are you need. Aside from that, though, you bring up a really good point, Julia, and we actually see exactly what you and Kelly both experience. So some people, they have no problem focusing, right? But usually those people that don't have problems focusing have challenges falling asleep. And in the same way, the opposite, right? So for example, I have a really challenging time focusing. but So that's why I use Brain.fm all the time. I don't really have a problem sleeping. It's not really effective. So I always tell people to try what's best for them and really experiment because we are just at the forefront of really figuring out like neuroscience. My director of neuroscience was telling me that we know more about the Pluto than we know about how some of the inner workings of our brain works, right? So we're definitely on the quest to do that. And um, because we're a science-first company, we spend a lot of experiments on that. We get funding from National Science Foundation, as you mentioned, and really try and understand like how can we use this to help people focus, but also understand more about their brain to be able to perform at the level they want to, for whatever that means.
0: If I recall, we were having a conversation and you were telling me about the some of the use of R F M in hospital. Did I remember that correctly? Yeah. Some of the research that you were doing? Could you talk about <clears throat> that? Because I think this is really interesting. And for context, I just want to remind everyone that you are always trying to change your state in one way or another. You just do it with caffeine or THC or alcohol or TV. And those things are either <laughs> chemically driven or you're jumping into some, you know, pseudo alpha state on TV. I mean, you're just trying to upregulate downregulate all the time i mean i just want people to people understand that this is just another way really powerful way in that is not drug not you know tv not, i mean it's, it's interesting that if, for just for context if you're hearing this and you're like this is crazy it is except you're already doing this in so many other ways in your life totally it, now talk about the now talk about the what you i think i remember you saying about what's going on in uh, hospitals
2: yeah there's just so many things that um just to that point real quick, that you're doing subconsciously or consciously. And I like to think of Brain.fm as a tool that allows you to have more control over that because the only difference between humans 10,000 years ago and today are the tools we have, right? So to the- Ooh, I like that. The part about hospitals, yeah, we, we're doing some really interesting things there. So the way brain FM is structured is we're a consumer app, right? Where you can use us in your daily life. We sell to Fortune 100 clients. And we also have IP that we're mentioning. We try to leverage that to help people. And the story is that my girlfriend was getting her tonsils out. She signed her life to me to make life or death situations. It told me we're serious at that point. And it made me realize on how scary that is for people that are getting anesthesia for the first or the 10th time, depending on what surgery they're going through. And actually called up our neuroscience scientists and said, hey, is there any data and research to show that we can use this in a hospital setting to help people? And it really actually started with anxiety treatments, right? So there's some really great research on music used to help reduce anxiety. And there was this great study uh, about that compared to an anti-anxiety medication. And this music beat an anti-anxiety medication that was administered to someone.
0: And we said, hey. I can ask any 13-year-old person going through puberty if music (laughs) helps them deal with anxiety. I was thinking about my own children and music, right?
2: Yeah, no, I, and it's true, right? Like that's where a lot of people discover music is when they're going through puberty, right? To help them cope, right? <laughs> and so there's a lot of research and science to do that. And we said, okay, let's take all of this stuff that they discovered in research and let's throw that through our smart algorithms on how to compose music. Let's give that to our composers that are building this music from scratch. And let's see what we can do. And we found we were able to reduce anxiety by another 50%, which is, like huge in comparison to some of the other measures for success. So we're we're starting a clinical study with that. And then along the way, in, in this clinic, we actually said, hey, as part of this medical relax, one of the things that's really challenging for patients is waking up. Mm. So I don't know if anyone has gotten anesthesia, but you know, you wake up sometimes emotional, right, where you're crying, and you're confused, and you know, all that. Or especially for men, They actually wake up combative. Well, they're like, try to punch a nurse, right? And, you know, obviously that's not on purpose. It's just, it's a weird thing because your brain is actually kind of shutting off. And we said, hey, maybe we can help people wake up faster. We can like kickstart their cognition. And we started making wake up music for hospitals too. We're doing a clinical study right now, and some of our preliminary results are people are having better experiences, less anxiety, getting needles in their arms. But what's really interesting is people are waking up 200% faster from anesthesia, and they're not waking up combative or emotional, and they're able to get up, know where they are, be very, you know, aware of their environment, and be discharged from the hospital faster. And this is just an effect that, which is really cool, is, is um, you know, it's not something that could be placebo, because we're, we're, you know, testing that, in, um, we're doing A-B testing, but also, if you're in your unconscious, there's no placebo effect from being able to wake <laughs> up, right? You can't be like, "All right, wake I don't up. believe in this." <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right. <laughs> it's an effect of the brain. And what's really interesting is it connects because our ADHD paper is one of the only ways you can stop propofol, which is the main sedative used in, in surgeries, is actually through Ritalin. That's one of the only reverses of that. And we find that there's like kind of a, a <laughs> interrelated thing to how the brain is communicating to itself, and how we can basically take it from one state, align things, and bring it to another.
0: This is, uh, I think that's pretty extraordinary. Surgery is part of people's experience, and you're absolutely right that there's a ton of anxiety and worry, and just having woken up from anesthesia a year ago, I immediately woke up and started just flexing my quad. I had none of those things. I was just, became hyper-obsessed with the fact that I was going to, like, my leg was not going to be connected to my brain. Mm -hmm. but. Besides what has been, because you're the CEO now, you're a user, you worked with the company, you become the CEO, what has been the most surprising sort of test case or story that you heard? You know, because there's a lot of, you know, what do we call it, like serial anecdotal empiricism, Mm -hmm. where like N of one times tens of thousands is kind of, because everyone is so unique and and interesting. But what have been some of the craziest stories you've heard about people using Brain.fm?
2: Yeah, so we actually have an internal uh, thing inside of our Slack called Love Letters where we share a lot of this stuff. And we get people that write in every single day. So we have about 2 million users right now planning on growing and and scaling this. That's the phase we're at. But we get a lot of emotional things of people not having the tools that they need. So a lot of it is, hey, I am on medication and I am trying my best to do X, Y, and Z. And I've tried every single thing there is. And I tried BrainFM last night to sleep. And I have slept the first time in 10 years. And they're like crying and they're creating these videos for us. Wow. So we get a lot of those. We get a lot of people that are, this is like the missing piece. And, you know, just for everyone here, I'm not saying that this can replace medication or anything like that, but it is something that is another thing that fits in the equation, whether it's maybe reducing or doing instead of, or, you know, whatever it is. And that's for people to, you know, try themselves. But Anecdotally, people use this really interesting in different kinds of things. So, people have used this for working out. We've kind of studied that, and there are some things that we can talk about if we have time. But people are using this at the gym or working out or to complete marathons or ultra marathons. We have some people that are using this to prime themselves before actually working or whatever. So they they combo focus and relax together. So they'll do a relax session, a focus session a relaxed session, and into focus. And basically, they're able to amp their focus in waves and being able to find something of that nature. We have people that use this sexually, actually, which is it, it was kind of funny. So because we're increasing and changing blood flow in your brain, there's a lot of tantric blogs that recommend brain FM for different activities <laughs> because of that. So that's kind of interesting. The most downloaded podcast in history.
0: (laughs) You know, but there's focus, sex, sleep. I mean, what else can we talk about here?
2: Yeah. There's a lot of interesting things. I think the one that actually surprises me on how my usage has changed over time was I used to use it for deep work. And now I'm finding myself using it more for being creative and to set goals and to almost enter like this meditative state where I can say, okay, where is my control screen kind of thing and taking a step back. And I think a lot of people, you know, really, you know, they try to meditate, they try to do all these things, but they don't really have almost like a guide. And this is kind of a thing that basically able to increase you to find that thing that we're all trying to find and being able to like sit there. So one of my favorite things is putting on relax and just journaling and just journaling on how I feel, where things are going, doing like brain dumps. And I find that I get... You just
0: stop talking right now. Juliet's looking at me. She's kicking me under the table. <laughs> that is not true. Getting in contact with my feeling.
1: That's your single, the, the one. The one the feeling. single feeling. Um, I would actually, you know, we don't have an endless amount of time, but I would love to hear more about what you're learning about people using this in a workout context.
2: Yeah, of course. So people are using this a lot for relaxation after workout. So being able to recover mm. and being able to do this with different kinds of body mechanics like stretching or different things that help really get ready for the next time they do it. If you think about the down regulation and, and controlling your you know, parasympathetic nervous system versus all the other things we could talk about here, it really does help kind of kickstart that and switch that from high intensity workout to cool down and relax.
0: Did you know that at our gym, San Francisco CrossFit, we had a recovery corner where people could come and put on the boots and put on Brain FM and just I did not pump know that. and recover and down regulate. We had a little corner of the room and Brain FM was part of that uh yeah. the whole thing. We're like, I mean, we gotta get you turned on and we gotta get you to,
2: b- to hit the brakes.
0: And people loved it. They'd put on the iPod, yeah, jump in the, in the boots, boots and then and just
2: disappear. Recline. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. That's something that we a lot of people, a lot of athletes have have been using and, and shared us about. We have some athletes that are using us for focus and you know, using the gym, things like that. We actually spent a lot of energy looking into creating a workout music, um, and it's still on our backlog of things that we wanna do, but it's actually really interesting because some of the preliminary stuff shows that it actually is just so many variables. So you, know, you could be cycling, yeah. working out, you could be doing CrossFit, you know, whatever it may be, but then not only is it what your activity you're doing, but it's actually also about yourself. Are you six feet tall? Or are you five feet tall, right? What is your, you know, all these different kinds of metabolism. And we actually s- said, we know we can do something here, but it's such a big challenge. Let's first nail focus, working, getting into the zone, start basically growing the business so we could finance doing all of the different kinds of studies that we need to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, it really could be never ending, right? If you think of all the different, sort of subcategories of groups and situations where you could study whether Brain.fm enhances those experiences. It's like never-ending. I need the
0: one rep max Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, it it is true. I mean,
1: I think your challenge obviously is going to be like, okay, how do you choose among 50,000 different uses of Brain.fm to figure out like what's the most bang for your buck in terms of actually doing real deep research? So, I mean, that's a good problem to have. (laughs) Pivoting for a
0: second because obviously Juliet and I are users and like this and I think... People should download it and have a run at it. I mean, our, we put it on our kids when they need to study. I mean, it's, it's pretty fun. From the business side, what has been sort of some of the biggest surprises? You've been building businesses, helping people. Now you get to like colonize a business and really kind of know top to bottom, soup to nuts what's going on. What does that feel like? What has been some of the biggest surprises, especially in this weird and like tech-heavy saturation of... Like getting people's attention to this. Two million users is a lot of users. But what have you learned and what are you finding out about growing this company?
2: Yeah, so I think all the things I'm about to say are probably things you already know. Do less things better, right? (laughs) So, you know, as you were saying just now, Juliet, that we can do a lot of things, right? We have not only stuff that we can help with, you know, different kind of consumer products like that workout we were just talking about. We can do different things in medical space. Like we know we can actually help with Alzheimer's. There's this amazing study reversing Alzheimer's. There's stuff with autism. With We're already doing stuff with ADHD, with like all of these things. And then we have these partnerships that are coming in. So actually the biggest challenge has been learning to say no or not yet. Mm. Because Brain.FM's main mission is to help people. And everyone's like, oh, well, you can help me from... Doing these things personally, we get people to ask us to help them with their dogs and their cats, right? Believe it or not. For a really long time, we had to start saying no to things and starting to prioritize building a really strong business first so that we can then invest in doing the things the right way. And that honestly has been the largest challenge for me personally is someone saying, Hey, I have this and we know we can help them. And we have to say, You got to wait like a year. But with that being said, I think there's tremendous opportunity that the way we're trying to really focus on growing this business. So, you know, normally in a business, you don't have the science or the music piece. And what we have here is we have a digital, like a product, an app product, right? And then we actually have world-class musicians that have toured with people from all around and literally have been musicians themselves with record labels and all that. And they're creating the music from scratch, and we have these neuroscientists that we employ. So we're actually kind of a top-heavy business, and it's been finding out how to basically get to the level that we can start really investing, growing, and starting to scale. And I think that's been the most surprising thing: is like how can we concentrate doing the things that we're doing, focus, relax, and sleep, and how can we do them extremely well? How can we make it so that no matter who is listening to it, we learn more about you. And we can learn about you to build better music. So Kelly puts on the app. He has his aura ring. We ask him a couple of questions and we say, cool, set it and forget it. And it automatically starts adjusting, gets you right in the zone. And then Juliet puts it on and you're different, but we make similar effects for you. And that's really our main focus right now is how do we just make the best product in the world to help you switch and then stay there?
1: So I have a question for you. One of the, I think, maybe challenges Kelly and I have, and I'm wondering if you have this challenge, is that, you know, we started our business really to sort of help people understand how their body works and give them some tools Mm -hmm. to work on it. But like you, you know, in order to keep doing what we're doing and grow our business and get it into the hands of more people, we are in the position of having to sell stuff to people, Mm -hmm. which isn't natural for us. What we want to do is focus on the first part of the business. But of course, in order to get it into the hands of people and actually help them, we need to sell stuff to people. And I know you found Brain.fm and fell in love with it and left your old jobs because you were tired of selling stuff to people. So I don't know. I'm just wondering how you sort of deal with that in your own mind or if it bothers you at all or whether you even think about that.
2: Yeah, good question. So I think the way I look at it has probably evolved over the last few years, but I look at it and I say, hey, if we build a business that creates so much value in someone's life, right? There has to be a monetary price for that, not necessarily for that individual, right? But actually to reach the next person. So the way I think about it is yes, we you know, we are a business, we have to be successful cuz this is people have to get paid to make the music and to do the engineering and all those things. But It's kind of the way I look at it is more so where if we reach someone and they see it makes a dramatic effect on their life, we want to build 10 X value. So if we're $50 a year, which we are, my goal is to provide $500 of value that this tool is so well suited that you're like, yes, I'm willing to invest here. And then the idea is that by charging 50 or when we, if we ever increase our prices, that actually helps fund the continual effect of us learning more and making the product better for that individual. And at the same time, it helps us spread what's helped for them to other people that need help just like them. I'm a really big, big believer in one plus one equals three, right? So how can you make a win-win-win so that when I'm in a relationship with someone, I win, right? You win. And then some other random person wins. And <laughs> right. and that's how we kind of have structured the business. So the bigger uh, BrainFM grows, the more we can invest in science, the more we can make a better product, and then the more people will be attracted to BrainFM because of that, and we can keep spiraling up.
1: So cool! That's such a good way to think about that. So Dan, we what are you looking forward to? Like what's on your personally, professionally? Besides just what you crushing to?
0: the last, the first three Dune books. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you got just me kudos it. to you. <laughs> so sorry, not sorry. Besides besides the fact that uh, you know, the sleeper hasn't woken. <laughs> what are you personally working on? What what are you fired up about, as Juliet said?
2: Yeah, um, I am fired up about finally being in a place where brain FM is starting to, I think, leave the atmosphere, right? And take off, right? To get to where we are right now, we've kind of been holding all of the people, right? We've been holding, you know, the different parts of the team and and using consumer growth, like stealing a little bit from putting more into consumer growth into like starting these other verticals, right? And now things are starting to really like take off for lack of a better word. So my main intention is how can we make sure that we are on our way to Mars metaphorically and I put all of my energy into ensuring that we get there. So you know how do we go from 2 million users to 20 million, right? How do we actually make this so that when you go to a doctor's office, you can say, hey, I wanna use Brain.fm. And you have these really special headphones that we're, having, we're using and creating an experience where you, you get a better effect. And then eventually building the next level of Brain.fm too, which is that wearable stuff that I was talking about. One thing that we haven't talked about is that Brain.fm is actually not an audio company. We're a neuromodulation company. We use audio to neuromodulate your brain. But we actually own patents and have the same technology to do this with light and with touch as well. So I think there's some really cool things that we can play with as we go. And um, you know, my holy grail that we're looking for is like, how do you go to an airport, right? And you have this experience where you get to walk into something and you get to feel it and, and experience this and get activated. And then being able to be like, wow, that's this is something that I need. Um and that's what we're building to is how do we build, you know, distribution? How do we get this in, in the hands of more people? And how can we help those people?
1: So cool. So first of all, I think we've said brain fm like a thousand times <laughs> on this. So that we know people can find your app in the app store, Brain FM. But where else can people find and learn more about the research you guys are doing and keep track of this and sort of follow the journey because it's so interesting and and ever-evolving and play along themselves?
2: Yeah, so a few things. So you can go to Brain.fm. We also have iOS and Android apps, which you can download and try out for yourself. At the time of this recording, we give everyone three days free. So it's no credit card. You can just jump in and start trying this to really evaluate how it works for you. You can follow us in publications like Nature and things like that that we are publishing in or see us on a website. And then depending on how long this podcast is, I can actually attach and send you guys like a 30-minute or something to stitch to the end of this podcast so people can just keep listening and uh, hear Brain Event. That'd
1: be so cool. I love it. Yes, we will. Yes, we will be doing that. So stay tuned, people. That's coming next.
0: I want to just remind everyone that when we first relaunched the Ready State. We are such brain FM fans that in our down regulation videos, we had brain FM music going. And of course the problem was it didn't work. people were playing it. It was background, they didn't know what they were hearing. You know what I mean? It was just like we it was a failed experiment because the application of it just didn't work necessarily. Like people were like, What's this music on my phone? It's you know, they were it's better to do our down regulation, listen to brain FM.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I think we can do better integrations now that both the ready state <laughs> and yeah, member more. wasn't you? Was, I'm just so, saying yeah. that we were such nerves. I think, I think nerds.
1: we should revisit that, Dan, because I think we just weren't we weren't quite ready for it, but we are now.
0: <laughs> and I was like, we're putting it in everywhere. <laughs> yes. I'm like, can you put it in my toothpaste? Let's do this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Dan, for being with us. It's Great so fun to see you, to see you, so see you much, and man. learn more.
0: My pleasure. This is fun. We hope you enjoyed our talk with Dan Clark about Brain FM, and stay tuned after the outro. Because Brain FM has gifted us a little sample. So you don't have to do anything, just keep your headphones in, drop into some Brain FM and see what we're talking about for yourself. Hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening to the Ready State Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, check out all our episodes here or at thereadystate.com. And be sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes to help others find our show.
1: Check us out and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at The Ready State.
0: Until next time, cheers, everyone. You got it! Thanks for listening to Brain FM Focus. For more unlimited functional music, please go to Brain.fm or find us on the App Store.